domination. Wow. Statement win to open up the season, Miller. Hi, Milwaukee. I'm Yanis Adetokumbo. Can you say my name? Yeah. What a game MVP. last night. Yup, the MVP. Forget yo Harden. Forget yo Westbrook. We got the Greek freak, the alphabet, Giannis Adenda freaking Kumbo. <laughs> the Bucks down 15. 16. 16 starting in the fourth quarter. Blow out the Rockets by nearly 20 points in the fourth quarter. They also got him 39 to 20. Bucks win despite a terrible foul call on Giannis. The rest of the team steps up. Statement win. Last three league MVPs, Westbrook, Harden, Giannis on the court for the same night. Home opener for the new look Rockets, and the Bucks still go in and do them dirty. Maz, I know you're excited. It was six, a six-point victory, though, not a nearly 21. No, but that's I what they it. were down. Oh, they were down 16 at halftime and then just crushed them. Yeah. I loved it. Sorry, Miss Sergio. Giannis and then the Kumbo in the third quarter was unstoppable. He accounted for their 16 straight points. He either assisted on it or scored it in the third quarter. And, dude, they tried to stop him. The refs tried to silence his transmission by following him out with five minutes left. <laughs> Didn't matter. Brooke Lopez, Ursan Ilyasova, and company. Chris Middleton hitting timely threes in the second half. It was sick, dude. Yeah, it was awesome. Uh, statement win for sure. Uh, you know, we, we talked yesterday Harden about the, uh, you know, w- what is the... Uh, the record going to be this season. Can they duplicate what they did last year or even improve on it? And, uh, I mean, we're talking about June, uh, a long, long way to go, but man, that, that's got to make you feel good yeah. to start it out like that. Last First half night. didn't make you feel good, but then you got to realize it's the NBA. It right. doesn't matter until the fourth quarter. Yep. And that is absolutely played out last night. And, uh, man, I love me some Budenholzer. That guy is just, he's playing chess. Everyone else is playing checkers in yep. the NBA right now. And uh, that, that dude's a witch, man. But yeah, I mean, uh, you look at the balance. By the way, shout out to Madison Memorial's own Wesley Matthews, second leading scorer for the Bucks last night in his debut. Crushing. 50% shooting last night, dropped 14. Uh, awesome to see that. For anyone who is around these parts, remember him at Memorial or Marquette. And uh, back home, man, that is a good story. I and, love it, uh, man. Big win last night. I absolutely love it. So, looking at this, here's a little nugget you can drop on people at work today. Giannis Dendekumbo becomes the first Bucks player ever to record a triple double in the season opener. Nice. And he still fouled out yeah. on a terrible Fouled call. Five minutes left. Yeah. Uh, awesome win last night for Milwaukee. Uh, again, long way to go, but you, you can only go on what you've got in front of you thus far. And right now they've got a win. By the way, home openers. How about this one? Four o'clock Saturday afternoon at Pfizer. Against so, the Heatles. Yeah, you could play it right. You know, if you watch what you, you come watch. By the way, we, we're going to need your help on our beer uh, coming up here momentarily. But you could come in theory, watch uh, a good chunk of the Wisconsin Ohio State game at Union Corners with us on Saturday. Have a beer or two, and then you know you could probably make it to Milwaukee for a four o'clock tip off. Yeah, how about that? That's a nice. That'd be a nice little Saturday, wouldn't it? Yeah, I mean you know, the Bucks. By the way, back to back home games Saturday, Monday Heat, who are better with Jimmy Butler, but I still think the Bucks obviously are big time favorite that game. Cleveland on Monday night, they're maybe the worst team in the NBA again. So I, they should be three and zero going to a nationally televised game next Wednesday in Boston against the Celtics. Yeah, so um, circle that one. Again, one of the what was it? The Bucks have the most primetime games of anybody. They already obviously had one last night. They have two next week uh, in the next week and a half with Celtics and 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 then they play the Clippers. How about that game? Uh, remember when we one. did this story back when there were schedules released that the Bucks have more primetime games than anybody? Yeah, it's awesome, man. Yeah, but no one still wants to give them love yet at halftime. You had Charles Barkley. All those guys were just ragging on the Bucks so hard, and this and that, and how Harden and Westbrook were so much better, and blah, 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 blah. Who won the game again? Bucks. Yeah, that's right. Who had a triple-double again? Giannis. Yeah, that's right. That's what I thought. Uh, all right, we we got a busy – it is Friday. That's football Friday, so we will dive uh, into everything that is the weekend's games. Uh, what did we pick for the score predictor? Which Because you can make a case for either one of them. No, we got Ohio Wisconsin, State. Wisconsin, Ohio State. Yeah. There's the one. Buckeyes, Badgers. All right, so that's up on the score predictor. I'll you can win a uh, $25 Coaches Club gift card for that. 
Uh, obviously, we have Joe's Parlay covered with all the weekend's football games. We'll run through some of those. We'll talk, obviously, about both these games. What? Well, how do the Badgers possibly answer from just the, uh, I still can't believe what I saw last week uh, in Champaign. Uh, so what will the answer be by Wisconsin? And this Patrick Mahomes story is crazy. I still don't think he's going to play. I don't know what Andy Reid yeah, is. Yeah, what's going on? Why, why would you? I mean, they're rushing him back through practice. I mean, look, I, I get it. Every game is precious. But you're still talking about the league MVP basically in year two of his career and one week away from a dislocated knee. Mm-hmm. Like, well, what is the hurry? Obviously, And you got a banged up ankle, too. Right. Don't forget about that. Uh I don't get it, man. They are just – I don't get what Andy Reid's doing. Yeah, I, I mean, I'm trying to think about it if it was the other side, if this was my franchise quarterback and it was Aaron Rodgers. But not even Aaron Rodgers now, like at 35. Like Aaron Rodgers in year t- – you know, like the year they won the Super Bowl mm-hmm. would have been his second year as a starter. Like, can you imagine if this was year two and we're like right in the middle and like, well, he, he might be out for the season and then five days later <laughs> – he might play on Sunday. That'll like, be a game time decision. Yeah. I, so what? anyway, we will uh, we'll get into that. We got our man Amon Green, Packers all time leading rusher, the Amon Green show coming up at seven thirty. We'll uh, visit with our Badger insider as well, our handicapper to the stars, Raphael. Uh, we it is Friday. We're light on this, so if you have a nomination, you just made the list. Uh, get him in for D bag of the week. Uh, I got a I couple from last one. night. Yeah, I, I think we're going to be on the same spot, but we we have one in Stephen A. Smith. From his Bucks hate earlier in the week, I got a couple other on the fence, so we'll uh, we'll talk about those as well. But Ebo, probably, and look, football Friday shows are always maybe the best of the week because there's them. just so much going on and Love get you them. set for the weekend. And right now, the Packers are very good, and Wisconsin has been very good until last week. Who knows? Maybe they win this week, and we get back to being all in on Wisconsin. But despite it being maybe the most important show of the week already, things are now changing because uh, you no doubt have been listening to the promotions, uh, the commercials that run on our station throughout the day. Uh, No doubt you've been listening to this show because who wouldn't listen every second of this show and heard us talking about it over and over the last several weeks. And tomorrow is the day. If you don't know what we're talking about, uh, tomorrow is the Joe and Ebo release party. Uh, for our brand new beer uh, with Union Corners Brewery. It is an incredible day. We are going to have a watch party for the Badgers Ohio State game starting at 11. Uh, we'll have the Holes of Glory board. We've got some great game day. We've got Badger hockey tickets for the big game tomorrow night. Oh, I, I, I got cards. a bunch of other stuff, too, I just got, too. Nice. So a bunch of concert tickets. Concert tickets. Uh, vinyls, um, CDs. What? Oh, yeah. I was pillaging uh, around Midwest family today. Um, or and, yesterday. And then we'll have a two-hour live post-game show. The first beer, if you show up, is going to be on the zone. We're going to buy your first beer for you. It's an incredible day down at Union Corners Brewery. And here's the thing, Ebo. It's all to celebrate what? The release of... Our beer? Our brand new beer. So they they finally, you know, there's a process of making beer. You don't just, you know, mix it, you know, like a tang recipe, like some powder and some water. <laughs> Takes a little while. So yeah. it's been it's been brewing for the last month or so. Well, guess what happened yesterday? They finally flushed the tanks. They ke- they put them in kegs. And our guy, uh, John from Union Corners, the head brewmaster, says it's a tradition of his. He never names a beer until he tastes it. And, he, you know, he's got a pretty... He's, Doing, doing this forever. So he's got a pretty good idea of what a beer is going to taste like, but it's a superstition thing. So he says, I never want to name it until I taste it. So late yesterday afternoon, the beers come out. Obviously, we we're done at 10, so we didn't have an opportunity to taste it. We asked them uh, after we sampled it if we would allow them to let the listeners yep. decide the name. So we took some notes yesterday. It is a light, so if you want to put this up on the Twitter, Zebo, and we'll uh, we'll take suggestions and hopefully come up with a winning name by 10 o'clock. They're going to put this on their line. They're going to put this in their menu. They're going to put this in their fleet. They're starting a canning process. Who knows? You can soon see the Joe and Evo beer on a grocery store or liquor store shelf near you. It's going to be that popular. Yep, they're doing everything with it. All right, so it is a light pale ale. A light pale ale. Um, brewed with corn. Uh, it has got a nice dry but sweet finish. There's a little hint of lemon in it, and I love this one. John, the brewmaster, when he tasted it for the first time, told me it's got a pithy bitterness. With a p- pithy bitterness. So start, I know we always say we have the smartest listeners, just as Scotty, Charlie, Big Joe, legends. Uh, start your thinking caps, your brainstorming, 
It is a light pale ale. It's a corn-based beer. You know, the whole corn syrup, Bud Light, yeah. Miller Light stupidity there's, there's of the corn, Super Bowl. It's, it's in like all beer. Yeah, it's in all beer. I don't even get that. Uh, we're in Wisconsin. Would I, I would never drink a beer that wasn't brewed with yeah. corn or corn syrup. Give me corn. Uh, it's dry, but sweet. but sweet. It's got a hint of lemon, and it's got a pithy bitterness. So those are the, the highlights of the beer. Obviously, it's a beer inspired by the Joe Ebo Show. It was a combination of Ebo and I's taste buds. We were given a questionnaire of what types of beer we like. They took our information, melded it into one recipe, and here's the end result. The only thing left is we need a name. This is going to go out on all social media later today, so you'll probably see it all over the world. Mm, yep. Because this is like a bigger deal than, you know, the latest congressional hearing, the name of the Joe Ebo beer. So put your thinking camps on and go to work. What should this name of this beer be? We'll take any suggestion, how m- ridiculous you may think it is. Sometimes the most ridiculous are the best. Tweet us at Zone Madison. Put it on our Facebook page at Zone Madison. Do it the old-fashioned way, 608-321-167. Yep, and I'll put that up on the Twitters. Pithy, a little pithy bitterness. Pithy bitterness. I can't wait. So, real quick. Yep. My brother Doogie. He got to try it before we did. He got a, he got a, the tiniest of samples because he went down to Union Corner. They had lunch. We beat us to the punch yesterday. And he he wouldn't he wouldn't describe it to me like exactly what he you know what it tasted like because he wanted it to be a surprise to us. But he mm-hmm. said, and I quote, "It is delicious." Nice. So keep that under your cap right there. A yep. delicious beer. All right. So six zero eight three two one sixteen seventy. If you have a suggestion, again, we'll put it up on the on the twitters uh, and the Facebook as well, and then we will dive into this uh, big weekend. Um, you know, well, I guess we'll start in order of sequence. And then we always have this mantra around these parts, start with the bad in with the good. And right now, Wisconsin is the bad. Obviously, if they somehow won this game, it would instantly change. But even that is going to have me beating my head against a wall tomorrow night. And not because I'm so in love with my beer, uh, it's because I'll be so beyond sickened that they would lose to Illinois as a 32-point favorite and then go on the road and beat Ohio State, which, by the way, Ebo, would be the most Wisconsin thing ever. Um, I just, man, I, I so on Thursday nights is when all the, and Nelson, you know this, Thursday nights when all the, the gambling shows, and man, by the way, side note, Ebo, can I just say, yes. we, we were, did anybody anywhere do anything called something like the Action Zone no. seven years ago? we were trailblazers. And now every one of the whackers in this town does it. They're bad at it, though, dude. But not only that, ESPN has a dedicated gambling show. FS1 has a dedicated gambling show. Um, CBS Sports has a dedicated gambling show. So as I'm getting ready to watch the Bucks last night, and I don't know why I subjected myself to that garbage that was the Thursday night football game, but I'm watching what? Dude. I don't mean to interrupt you on this, but we oh, asked for the name of the beer. Yeah. This is insane. Right, I guess they're writing these down, so go ahead. Coach Fox. John Fox. Hey, Coach. Say morning to Coach, everyone. Morning, morning. Coach. Nelson, say morning, morning to coach. coach. Coach Fox says, at Ebo says at Zone Madison Action on Radio, boys, how about this? Mount Notice Crest. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny, That's but awesome. no. Mount Notice Crest. That's hilarious. Coach Fox, I don't know if we're going to do that, but that's funny. I want That's pure comedy that's right hilarious. there. That's hilarious. I want absolutely nothing to do with that swill of beer and that swill of a take from Nelson, but it's hilarious. Yeah, it's like, funny, dude. And I will say this, if Nelson ever <laughs> if Nelson ever raises to the level that he is, you know, has, he's got a show or he's the, the he he's the man in the arena. Yeah. No, I am. <laughs> yeah, th- he's well, the man on top of the mountain. Okay. Well, if he ever becomes the man in the arena or supersedes you or I, Nelson, you've got your first ever beer. So if we ever do round two, <laughs> I'll, or I'll, you know what, you don't even need to get there, Nelson. I love you so much, and you are a part of this show. Round one gets to be the Joe and Ebo beer. I will tell John and Eric tomorrow, we're going to do a second batch. Maybe we'll do it for March Madness or opening day for baseball, and it will be Mount Notice Crest, and that will be Dude. yours. That will be the Nelson-inspired beer. I saw that, and I just I had to interrupt you. That was hilarious. Yeah. That's going to get into all the clubhouses. That would be like Robin Aid. <laughs> <laughs> Mount Notice Crest. That's, that's freaking funny, man. Coach Fox, well done. 
up no, early. That, that's, that's very good. No, but I was going to say about, uh, again, watch. So, Nelson, do you watch the, what is it, the Lock It Up or the the Daily Line? or the, I mean, they're all the... All the networks now do gambling shows. Do you watch any of those? They all they all drop on Thursday at like you know they that used to be you know like the around the horn or highly questionable or this and that and now they they put in an hour gambling show and they usually run them on Thursdays. Do you watch any of them? I mean, I've seen them before. I don't religiously watch them. So obviously, Ebo, the reason I bring this up is they these gambling shows which I watch uh, go through the top weekend's games and obviously Wisconsin. And Ohio State is on it. And we'll have our picks coming up in the Daily Action Zone, 650 and 850. But it just, I, I can't, like, I, I just still can't process what happened. I, I I just can't wrap my arms around it. You know, and they're they're giving all the history of, of the Ohio State-Wisconsin series, which, by the way, you know, you go back and look at it, it's actually a lot closer than you think. Like, Wisconsin, even in some thin years... Um, you know, there was there not wasn't many thin years under Bilma, but there was a couple. Yeah. Obviously, there was a thin year under Gary Anderson, and there was again not many thin years under Barry, but there were a couple. But even in the thin years of the last twenty five, Wisconsin's been in this series. So this series is closer than one thinks, and that would make me excited about tomorrow. But then every single other highlight on these gambling shows that I'm watching last night is talking about Saturday, and just the the total failure. I just I can't. I can't get it out of my mind. One or two things are going to happen. I think either Wisconsin wins this game in a close one, or they get absolutely demolished. I think it's going to. I think that's my two options for tomorrow. They've, just, al- they've always played them close, though. That's what I'm saying. I mean, for, like, the, for the most for the most part, I was closer Wisconsin, than I thought. That's my yeah. Closer than Wisconsin, I thought. I was listening to Wisconsin football roundtable last night. Oh, Mike Taylor, Brady Ewing, uh, Bill Nagy. Show, by the way, they were talking about it. They're like, man, when is like they were kind of talking about how like Wisconsin always got blown out from Ohio State, and then Zach, our sports director, was like, "Well, that's not really the case. It's always been a close game, right?" And those guys played in those games, so I don't. It just it, I, it I, boggles the mind. Well, right, and that and that's you know it gives you hope for tomorrow, because to that point, the last six games, by the way, in Columbus or Madison doesn't matter. The last six games in this series, touchdown or less. No team outside of the 59 nothing on a neutral field, which Gary Anderson had quit before the game, and I fully believe the players knew that, and they just quit on Gary Anderson because he quit on them. Outside of the 59 nothing game, the last six games on home field for either one of these teams have been a touchdown or less. Yeah. So the history says it's going to be close tomorrow, so that gives you hope at Wisconsin, but that which makes last week that much more sickening. I know. Because all you had to do was, as bad as that game was, all you had to do was win by one point, Awful. and it still would have wouldn't have mattered. We would have bitched about it on Monday and Tuesday and said, "What the hell were they? How are they not ready to play?" But if they got the win, it doesn't matter yep. because it's still all about what happens tomorrow. Yep. Now it's what happens tomorrow. Oh, and maybe if by some miracle some other things happen, like all they had to do was win by one stinking point as a thirty-two point favorite. That's it. It's yeah, disgusting. It, it, it doesn't. Are we gonna, I'm gonna get mad all over. I again. am mad. I can't help it. Well, here's what happened though. They lost, and now we have to go and think about. I I feel like, and Nelson, you're talking about this, and I think you agree with this, Joe. It'll be the most Wisconsin thing ever to go get a win in Columbus, beat the Ohio State Buckeyes, and to just. Will you feel happy or just more mad? More mad. Got a lot going on today. Most importantly, no disrespect to the Badgers or Packers, but most importantly. Naming our beer. But it ain't my uh, what was the one? The, the pale uh, ale Cliff, one? Cliff LeClaire, up, our guy up at Marinette. What's up, Marinette? Shout out. Yo, 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 yo. Got to come to Brothers 3 sometime. Uh, he says, obviously, it's got to be called the Joe and Pale Ebo Ale. <laughs> Pretty good. <laughs> and uh, then Global Jim. Global Jim says, what about Lion Tears? Lion Tears? I think it's over the crying about the refs. Right? Okay. Oh, yeah. Uh, what if we went in, in, you know, one of the underrated you know, uh, cult hits? What if we went crocodile tears? Were you <laughs> hey, that kid really in the crocodile, crocodile tears? tears? You're damn right I was. <laughs> R.I.P. Philip Seymour little, little, little Sandy Lyle reference. Yeah. There. Rain Man. Uh, all right, so we have a couple of Twitter polls right now in the field. Uh, Joe Nebo wonderings, and this, this normally this is just blasphemy, but hear me out. Following their loss to Illinois, would it make you more upset if the Badgers win? Tomorrow against Ohio State. How could you ever huh? say what? winning is a bad thing, especially against one of the biggest programs in all of college sports? 
Because here's why it would be a bad thing. It will torture your soul yep. when I tell you that even if they win tomorrow, and even if they go on to the Big Ten Championship game and they win against Ohio State a second time or an undefeated or one-loss Penn State team, they're still not going to make the college football playoff because no committee ever will put a team as one of the four best in college football mm. when they lost as a 32-point favorite. So I, so as, as dirty as I feel, Ebo, to do this. Hey, we got a shower here. I am clicking yes wow. on this Wow, I haven't clicked yet. Because I, I want to be a fan above all else. But it's going to make me, it'll make me, because if you lose tomorrow, it's it. You say, we were, it just wasn't our year. It was a great start, but apparently we weren't that great. If you win tomorrow, you're going to do the coulda, shoulda, woulda game till the end of time. Yeah, so um, Rory, the King RXX tweets, and he said, I will be even more upset if Wisconsin wins out and wins the Big Ten championship game and then finishes fifth in the college football playoff polls. Wouldn't that just drive you oh, nuts? Dude. What about you, Nelly? If Wisconsin wins tomorrow, what are you going to do? If Wisconsin wins tomorrow, I'm, I'm back on the Wisconsin college football playoff train. Yeah, Just keep winning. But, yeah, that would be – Pretty crushing because you're going to, if they don't make the college football playoff, if they came in fifth, because obviously you're the odd man out, and then you'll always think of that Illinois that's game. What's, that's what's, yeah. I'm, I'm telling you guys, that's what's going to happen if they win tomorrow. Yeah, the King RXX also says, since Wisconsin has nothing to lose and Ohio State has everything to gain, this is obviously a trap game for the Buckeyes, and they will lose. There, there you Wisconsin. go. Since we got trapped, <laughs> yeah. you know, maybe we can call up a Buckeye Nation. It's a trap. It's a so, trap. Um, I think I think I I voted I will I be more upset I voted no because beating Ohio State is always a good thing I love seeing those guys squirm when they do lose and I I do think there might be an because you don't know what's going to happen uh, like Alabama could lose someone else could lose you down need, the way yeah you need chaos you it's need not, chaos and chaos yeah. can happen because look it Illinois ha- Illinois beat Wisconsin yeah. anything can happen so if they win. On Saturday, and they went out, and they maybe you know win the Big Ten championship if it's against Ohio State or Penn State. Maybe they do get in. Yeah. Maybe there's some chaos. You'd need like you I'm, know Wake Forest to beat Clemson or Mississippi State to beat LSU or Baylor to beat Oklahoma. You'd need not just one. You'd need like two or three of those things to happen. Which we say it every year. Oh, college football is so screwed. Look at this. There's going to be seven undefeated teams and only four get to go. And then what happens like clockwork every year? Some team or teams have crazy, inexplicable losses late in this season. So I get that. But again, Ohio State is way more of a national program than Wisconsin. We can all agree on that, yes. right? Yep, yep, yep. Ohio State was simply kept out last year for one reason and one reason only. They got blown out at Purdue. Yep. And, and Ohio State's a way better program. Sorry, Badger fan, to crush your ego. Ohio State's a way better program than Wisconsin. So if the committee's going to penalize Ohio State for only having one loss, and it's at Purdue, what are they going to do to a, a Wisconsin team? There's no, it's, they're not getting in. They're, they're, you can keep yourself and fool yourself all you want, Badger fans. Say, oh, we're going to win tomorrow and back in it. No See, chance. The they're that, never going to the playoffs. The thing never. that I think about is two years ago, I never thought that the Milwaukee Brewers would sneak into the playoffs the way they did. They snuck into the yeah. I know, I know it's a little different. And then I didn't think the Brewers would get back in the playoffs this year and they sneak in the playoffs. Like, I don't want to. We held a freaking. Well, we didn't. Someone around here. <laughs> Someone Some around other here, station, bunch of losers. Like one of our sister stations, they held a funeral for the Milwaukee <laughs> Brewers and their playoff chances. Who would do chances. that, Nelson? Someone, some jamokes over here. And it turns out what happened? The Brewers made the playoffs, right? Mm-hmm. I know it's different, and then you just win in, in those sports, and this you have a committee deciding things, you know, kind of. So I'm going to hold out hope, even if it's just, <laughs> just a tiny little sliver, depending on what happens tomorrow. I mean, um, Hope springs eternal, Miller. Yeah, I mean, but I know it. It will drive me crazy though, because you yeah. look back. If they win tomorrow, you look back like, why? What happened against Illinois? Um, yeah, it, it, I don't. I mean, look, stranger things have happened. Maybe you never say never. I, I just, I don't see it. I don't see it happening. Uh, all right, 608-321-1670. Uh, well, we have a couple of minutes. I put this poll in the field from Action Zone Radio um, for the Bucks last night. What was the best thing about the Bucks game last night? The mm-hmm. win. Or Bud's two-tone beard. <laughs> the two-tone. How a, awesome was the two-tone beard? As a guy that has a two-tone beard but can't really grow it like Bud can, the, the two-tone beard was pretty nice. <laughs> I mean, I see, I'm biased in this. Mine's like light brown yeah, and I, white. I can't grow a single-color beard at 40. I'm still waiting to hit, you know, facial hair puberty at 44. You can grow a mustache, though. 
kind of. Not anything impressive. Not like a not like an Aaron Rodgers handlebar no. mustache. Bud's two tone beard, as great as beating Houston was, was Bud's two tone beard better because that I mean he had the mutton chop silver. Oh yeah, and then like the goatee region was, was brown. brown. And and then it was like silver again. Oh, yeah, it was dude. awesome. I think another I don't thing know how was, he pulled that off, but that's the greatest beard I've ever seen. Bud rules, man. And another really cool thing, Wes Matthews, dude, 14 points. But my favorite about it all, Ursan Ilyasova. Ursanity is real. Already taking charges, and he showed up in huge moments, putting in 13 points. I love Ursan Ilyasova. And you have his birther conspiracy theory, too. <laughs> I'll read that. I'll read that for the Conspiracy Theory Friday since it was an Ursan game last night. Uh, Nelson, I mean, look, right now only one of us currently has a full-on beard. Evo's getting there. I'm. I need, sh- I need to shave. Uh, Nelson is a beard guy. Uh, 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 you know, I'll give you credit of the best of the three of us is a beard guy. A healthy, can, lush beard. Can you can you give me a take on uh, Bud's two-tone color beard last night? Because it was flush. It was amazing. I do have some experience with a two-tone beard, especially when I was younger. It came in a little more red. Really? Now it's starting to turn a little darker. You got a little ginger in you. A little a little ginger in it. You have a soul, though, right? I do. Some would say you don't. But. Yeah, see, I, they got 81 more games. As great as that was, if they lost, you know, I don't know. Who knows? What if Bud shaves tomorrow? <laughs> what if I never see a beard like that again? Yeah, if they I, lose, I, maybe he'll shave. Who knows? Well, right. And maybe it's a, like a, a, you know, a super sports super shit. What, you know, I don't know. What, what if that was a one-and-done beard? Yeah, it could be. And we never see the two-tone beard again. All right, I got two things real quick. Um, let's see, on Twitch, our guy, Alan9UF, says, I'm a Florida State fan. Sorry about Hornybrook, dude. He says, always love the wins, baby. Mistakes happen, but always take those W's against Miami, the Slimy Gators, the Buckeyes, whatever. Mm-hmm. Smile about it, even if the SEC Industrial Complex snubs you in the end. I mean, that's the right answer. I should, I should vote yes in this. I just, I can't do it. All right, and then for... I can't do it. For the beer... Yeah. We're naming tomorrow, or we're naming for tomorrow. Union yeah. Corners Brewery will be me. there at 11 a.m. Watch party. Come join us. Coach Fox back at it. What about sleepy time suds? <laughs> I mean, I, if you I, drink a little sippy sippy, you'll go a little nappy nappy. It's not bad. I feel like I'm excluding you, but it is. Oh, that's I'm, I'm for great cause. It, it, it is part of the show. I mean, my my sleepy time streak is part of the show. Rogue 987 Brandon, he says, what about the Joe and Ebrew Pale Ale? See, that's, that's, that's the same vein. We already have that one written down, kind of. Yeah, we. that's not bad, though. I well like done, that a Brandon. lot. I like that one. I'm going to star that one. Here's a story where it's not always, you, we think we're, we'd be so jealous of being a professional athlete, right? Can you imagine having the fame or the money or the looks or the athleticism or the notoriety? Here's one where it went the wrong way. Did you guys see what happened to Boston Celtics rookie center Taco Fall? <laughs> no, who what? literally lived what? up to his name. He fell down, go boom. So this guy, he, he, became he fell down ca- eating a taco. It, well, listen to this. So he became kind of a cult hero during the NCAA tournament because he played at Central Florida and they played Duke in the round of 32. Yeah. And he, he posterized uh, Zion. On without a even jumping. Without even jumping. And they almost, <laughs> they should have won the game. They lost by one point to Duke. So he ended up uh, being drafted by the Celtics. So he's seven, seven and a half. He's, he's one of the biggest men ever on the planet. Apparently, he is now in concussion protocol, not from playing a game for the Celtics. No, no. He was in the training locker room and didn't realize that the ceiling did oh, not no. support a seven foot eight human being. Oh, no. Banged his head attempting to bend down to wash his hands oh, no. and is now in the league's concussion protocol <laughs> for banging his head in the bathroom trying to wash his hands because he's seven feet, eight inches tall. I got to say, though, if you're that tall, what a miserable life it has no to be. No doubt. Like, how do you even walk in buildings? Like, buildings are not designed for people over what? Like, six, oh, 10? <laughs> like, how do you got to duck your head on everything? That would stink. I would hate being that tall. Uh, he missed the season opener last night and is now in concussion protocol because he was uh, he hit his head on the ceiling attempting to bend down to wash his hands after leaving the training room. Oh, that just sucks. How'd you like to be so tall that you can't even wash your hands? I would hate it. I bet you he's hit his head on all kinds of things. Think of how many, think of how many concussions this guy's probably had throughout his life just by walking around. That would suck. <laughs> Uh, seven foot. He is the tallest player in the NBA. One of the tallest to ever play. Seven foot seven. 
and is now in concussion protocol because he bumped his head. That's insane, dude. <laughs> I saw a picture of like the world's tallest man the other day, like way back in the day. Robert, his name's Robert Wadlow. Go Google that. He was eight feet eleven inches. Robert W A D L O W. He when he was like ten, he was like seven feet tall. So that's like four Nelsons. <laughs> More than that, yeah. Uh, all right, we have uh, <laughs> this going on. You just made the list. D-bag of the week. The NCAA has struck again, and it just happens to be the Badgers' first opponent, St. Mary's, who has the exact same situation that Wisconsin has with a transfer player. He's been cleared to play, but our guy hasn't, even though our guy sat out a year. So lame. It's the hypocrisy of the NCAA. It's literally the worst organization in all of sports. Uh, The Houston Astros, where once again, the cover-up is always worse than the crime. Not a good look for the GM to be cheering in front of female reporters supporting uh, domestic violence when you have a known domestic violence uh, convicted player on your roster. But heat of the moment, you just made the World Series. You could have easily walked it back and just said, look, I got caught up in the moment. Of course, we support domestic, you know, support domestic violence here. I apologize. No, they say it never happened. That SI was making up the story. Turns out the whole thing was true. Now dude's fired and now the Astros have a PR nightmare on their hands. Uh, Or... Stephen A. Smith, who continues. I don't know what the, the, the Bucks ever did to this guy. Yeah. How'd the Milwaukee Bucks hurt you, Stephen A.? I like Stephen A., too. I do, too. Preseason but came he, out before the season. He can't stand the Bucks. He did his top five. Bucks weren't even on his top five. Right. Last year, he ripped Giannis and ripped the league for giving Giannis the MVP over Harden. And, by the way, the Bucks had the most wins in the NBA, 60 wins, MVP, coach, that, coach of the year. How'd that look last night, GM by the way. of the year and John yeah. Horst. Giannis triple double, first Bucks player to ever have a triple double in the season opener. Bested James Harden, best in Russell Westbrook. I'm just sad that the Houston Rockets couldn't fill their whole stadium to see the league's best Milwaukee Bucks come into town. Yeah, touche. Uh, right now, the NCA uh, 48%, Astros 31, Stephen A 21. If you haven't voted yet, D bag of the week. And Going on right now at Zone Mass. Speaking of the Bucks, Ursan Ilyasova got it going last night. I'm a huge Ursan Ilyasova fan. But with Ursan Ilyasova and it being, Joe, what day is it? It's Friday, right? And it being Conspiracy Theory Friday. Hit it for me. Nelson, you know this one. I do. This is a good one, folks. Ursan Ilyasova. How old is he actually? Very interesting. Back in 2002, a man named Arsan Ilyasov, (laughs) born in 1984, came to Turkey from his home in Uzbekistan. He was never heard from again. A month later, a man told the Turkish authorities that he had forgotten to register his 15-year-old son. So when you, you know, like a birth certificate, he forgot to register his 15-year-old son. He waited 15 years to tell the government this. And when he registered his 15-year-old son, his name was Ersan Ilyasova. 15 years, okay? There's a man named Ersan Ilyasov, born in 1984, came to Turkey from his hometown Uzbekistan. In Turkey, a man said he forgot to register his son 15 years down the road. When he registered him, his name was Ersan Ilyasova. A year later, the Uzbekistan Basketball Federation sent a letter of protest <laughs> to FIBA claiming that an Uzbekistan named Ersan Ilyasov was actually Ersan Ilyasova and he was lying about his age and lying about where he was from because he wanted to play for Turkey and not Uzbekistan. Is Ernstan Ilyasova actually older than what he Whoa. says? They have a newspaper clipping and everything. There was a formal investigation done by FIBA. Uzbekistan said that Arsan Ilyasov is actually Ersan Ilyasova. If you look at it, Arsan is just Ersan spelled differently. I love that. I love a good... That Nelly? is a great one. And it's not like Turkey's not corrupt or anything, and neither <laughs> is FIBA. Well, this is they have newspaper clippings about it and everything, and then there's a formal investigation by FIBA. So they say that Ursan is actually a couple of years older than what he's listed. At. And I well, believe in the article they're talking about when the Uzbekistan team went out to play the Turkey team. They're like, dude, that's our guy. Yeah, like, like that's it looks that's, exactly like him. That's our guy. Or you could go one further. That's I love that. It, it's, it's dude. I'll post. Or, I don't even know about, if this is a conspiracy theory. I think this is just facts. Well, no. How about this? I doubt Nelson has. But Evo, have you ever seen the movie Smoking Aces? Oh, dude, what a movie! Um, the 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 premise is they're trying to get this mob boss and his son. Uh, you know, but buddy aces Israel and yep. his father is Primo Sparazza, the yep. head of the mob. Yep. Turns out Primo Sparazza was a former FBI agent who faked his own death, killed Primo Sparazza, and took over the mob boss. 
Maybe this, maybe this guy, Ersan Ilyasova, took out Ersan Ilyasov, and he has just assumed his identity playing now in the NBA. Dude, I'll rub more quick on the saying. So, Tur- <laughs> they said Ersan Ilyasova wasn't a legal Turkish citizen, and they should have been disqualified from playing in the European Championship and the Turkish Junior Championship due to a falsified age. An Uzbeka- uh, Uzbekistani newspaper claimed to have the paperwork verifying the immigration of Arsan Ilyasov not Ursan Ilyasova, and they said that all of this, they should be thrown out of the tournament wow. and disqualified. They have the newspaper clippings and everything. It's so wild. I love that it. That is amazing. And I love Ursan Ilyasova. He's my, I think he's my favorite Same. buck. Sorry, Giannis. Uh, okay, so then a follow-up question. Who is older, Ursan Ilyasova or Thon Maker? Ooh, what do they say? Ursan is actually four years He's three, three years, years older. older. I think he's supposed to be 37. Yeah. Because Son Maker comes from the Sudan that we have no. Well, there's he could no be spirit twenty spirit. or he could be sixty. Nobody knows how old Thon Maker is. They never had like a, an investigation into it like they did Ursan, but <laughs> I love. I just the NBA has got so many wild stories. Ursan Ilyasova last night was balling, by the way. Already yeah, taking he charges. He was in key minutes, like putting in baskets. Because the, the the NBA followed Giannis out with like five minutes and some change Dude, left. That's it was why the, the NBA thing. stinks. You Dude. can't even hardly touch a guy. Giannis didn't even and touch it's a the foul. guy. He was he literally barely had his hands on his back, just kind of resting them there, and they called him for a foul. You wonder why people anything. tune in come June? That's why, NBA. Dude, your product stinks. Giannis in the third quarter was like a thing of beauty. Giannis was just beasting on everyone. James Harden and Westbrook crying to each other, like complaining and bitching and moaning. It was hilarious to see. Oh, so I've, I couldn't believe that the Houston um, Rockets couldn't fill their stadium for opening night when you have Russell Westbrook and James Harden. How do you not sell that place out? Well, th- this is what I'm saying. With uh, with the problems with the NFL refs right now and the problems with the NBA refs, you, you guys know what it's time for, right? Terminator? Well, Skynet. The, the computer. Yeah. Oh, we need Terminator to help we, fight no, it. We need, no, we need computers. Computers need – I've said this forever. People made fun of me like three years ago after the uh, Jazz Peavy. This is where I first got on my campaign – Human beings need to be replaced by robots or computers for refereeing. They, they cannot keep up with the speed and the physicalness and the athleticism of professional athletes. You got slow, pot-bellied old dudes trying to run down football fields and basketball courts. We need Skynet to become aware. Oof. We need the T-1000. It's time for, for computers to run professional sports. I'm not ready for our robot overlords, though. Well, AI, AI is going to come self-aware sooner yeah, or later. Google says a, the guy who owns Google so runs Google says it's going to happen anyway. So no, we, why, we can't fight it. That guy's in bed of China. You're thinking of Elon Musk. He said that of, of Tesla. Or, uh, no, the guy. Who, I'm telling you, they say that the artificial intelligence will take over by like the yeah, 2024. He's talking about all that. That that yeah, Google well, the guy. The world's ending in like 12. Well, the world ends anyway, in 12 so. years. So I, these unless we got to stop the cows from farting, you can't. <laughs> these Big guys facts. can't. No, the call on Giannis was terrible. Uh, the calls in, in football every week are terrible. I don't know how you fix it, uh, but I love that Irsan Ilyasova conspiracy theory. By the way, that's, uh, that's I don't even know if it's a, that's a conspiracy. A I think it's just true. And I love him. I love Irsan even more because of it. Uh, we say good morning to our uh, Badger Insider uh, RJ. What do you think, Arj? You going you rolling with Rutgers, seven and a half home dog? No. Are, Are they, they the calmed down since Monday? What? I think. What did you say oh. on Monday? I think you said, "quote Whoever was calling plays on Saturday against needs Illinois to needs yeah. to resign." Needs to resign. Or awesome. Just stop calling plays. Have you? Have you? You should not be the one calling. You've had plays. a couple days to think about it. Do you still hold fast in that belief? Yeah, it's the same belief. <laughs> I, love I it. it's I love the it. same belief I had after the Northwestern game. Whoever designed that game plan, stop it. Stop it. Well, I felt guilty about putting this poll out there and then voting the way I did, RJ, but I can't undo it. I can't unsee what's happened, and I can't be less cynical if I know what would play out. Uh, the Twitter poll, the question is, if following the loss of Illinois, would it make you more upset if the Badgers win tomorrow against Ohio State, yes or no? Uh, 61% saying no. 39% of the 417 votes so far in, including this guy, say yes because – it's going to be the whole coulda, shoulda, woulda game. Okay. Why are you upset about the win? Because it's, it doesn't, it, it, it makes it last makes week even worse. Illinois even it'll, more. It'll, I voted, I want them to win. Because all you're going to do all season, or, because all you're <laughs> going to do all season is talk about the Illinois game and say we should have been in the college football play. They could win 50 to nothing tomorrow, 
and win 50 to nothing in the Big Ten Championship game against Ohio State or Penn State, it won't matter. No committee will ever put in a team that lost as a 32-point favorite. So it'll piss me off if they win tomorrow. I'm mad as hell, and I'm and not, not going to take it anymore. Uh, I, I'm not going to be. If they pull out a win in Columbus, uh, yeah, great. We rebounded. I'm going to punk them. All right. I, but, I mean, we'll, I don't. We'll, yeah, there's here's what no I, way here's you can what never I was be thinking. mad about a win. This is what I was thinking. I said, I said I won't be mad after the win. I'll be happy because, A, I like winning. I get where Joe's coming from, though, because it just makes the Illinois loss that much more frustrating. But did you think the Brewers were going to make the playoffs two years ago? Yeah, and I heard did you, you make that. Did, did you but think, that, that, that was all they had to do was win, and you're in. I understand that. But it's two years in a row where you thought they were dead in the water. Our sister station held a funeral for the Brewers. <laughs> we didn't. We would never do that. <laughs> no, never. But they made the playoffs. What, yeah. if, they, what if they truck Ohio State? And then they beat him again, or Penn State, and they the championship game. No chance. Yeah, I had. I can see I them getting fifth, fifth, and then an SEC team sneaking in. Yeah. Well, here, and here's the thing, and we, and this is funny because we as Badger fans always complain, or now I have to say, cry about being the the little brother to Ohio State, which I think we are in as far as the national perception. And at Big Bad Ohio State, who got trucked by Purdue last year, and that was their only blemish, they don't get in. And they're, they're, you know, they're they're a media darling program. If if the committee isn't going to put Ohio State in with one bad loss, ain't no lifetime. Ain't none of Ebo's fifty gazillion multiverses. Now, granted, there is no multiverse that ours, Wisconsin they, they gets did, into the college football playoff. They did make it in after losing to Virginia Tech. True. They didn't after losing to Iowa. And they, they didn't after losing to, to Purdue. So there's. And the team There's, they beat out, by the way, to, when they lost Virginia Tech, was TCU or Baylor, whichever one you want to pick from yeah. that. This would be beating out either more than likely a one-loss Alabama or LSU, who are currently ranked 1-2 in the country. No chance wink, they wink. would put Wisconsin like, in. Over. You askily wabbit. You askily wabbit. <laughs> if LSU loses 17-16 to Alabama, and that's their only loss, there is no way Wisconsin would get in over LSU. No chance. But if there's that same score in a Big Ten game, it's horrible football. Well, I mean, and that's yeah. just any team. That's like that. But that's, uh, perception is reality, RJ. Oh, absolutely. Um, it, it's kind of like um, Clemson is about to face one ranked opponent th- this year, but yet they'll be in the college exactly. football play. And I don't think they are one of the four best teams. No, they're not. But they're, if Clemson goes 13 and 0, they're they're, they're yeah, getting no, it. No, any undefeated. I think Wisconsin team maybe beats Clemson right now, but doesn't matter. Hell yeah, yeah. It, it really doesn't. And you're right. Perception is reality. Whatever the uh, the the media decides and the coaches poll decides who to put where and uh, whoever the college football playoff committee decides on what their criteria is because it doesn't seem to be why the uh, committee was made. Um, it, it never was to find the four best teams. I now have a working theory, visiting with our Badger and Center, RJ, because I've been just, I've literally had sleepless nights. I've been mad. I've been upset. Uh, so I've been trying to come up with what happened. I now have sleepless th- in Madison. <laughs> Good sequel coming. Uh, I, have, I now, RJ, have a theory that on the what happened. Sleepless in Seattle or yeah. You Got Mail? Same movie. It's the same movie. <laughs> I have a theory on what happened on Saturday, and it was Wisconsin took the opening possession, went right down the field with ease, got up 7 nothing, and said... Please. Why are we even here? This team's a joke. We just have to go through the motions. Bring on Ohio State. I maybe will give them after the fact because they said it all week. We weren't looking ahead, even though how can you not say? But if they maybe they look ahead happened not before the game, it happened during the game. That they scored that first series, then Illinois went three and out. Badger defense got a couple of early sacks, and they all said, This why this is ridiculous. That we're gonna beat this team 70 to nothing, bring on Ohio State. And the look-ahead didn't happen leading up to the game. The look-ahead happened after how easy the first 10 minutes of the game went. And maybe that's the case, but still. Um, Which doesn't make it right. No. I'm just trying to come yeah, up with something. Right, and I, I understand that. But you're looking at it, and you're just like, how? Like, you played lesser teams than than Illinois. And maybe not via when you look at record, but your non-conference opponents – don't have the same caliber people that Illinois has on their team. Um, so, I mean, you played lesser opponents and you dominated them. How could you not do that against a conference opponent? It, it shouldn't be something where you, you're you looking ahead. It shouldn't be that kind of thing. I mean, it, 
it happens, yes. But a conference opponent should not have this scenario happen. Like, you had one guy say, yeah, we looked ahead. Everybody else was like, oh, yeah, they're a great team. They got scholarship guys, too. But you had Zach Bond be like, yeah, preparation this week wasn't what we needed. It was a total look-ahead game. Like, yeah. just be honest with it. Yeah, just yeah, put it out I there. Agree. Be like, you know what? We thought we had it. We packed it in. And that's not the case. So. Well, and then the other thing, too, that, that this week that's kind of got me going, hmm, is the 1999 comparison. That's what they're hanging their hat on now because they lost to Cincinnati, who they were like a 30-point favorite win, and they still aren't making the Rose Bowl. But what they're leaving out is they didn't just lose to Cincinnati. They lost one more game in a row after that to Michigan, and they were sitting at 2-2. Two and two, And this was pre Big Ten championship game. This was just best record. Mm -hmm. And, yes, they did run the table. And, yes, they were down 17-0 at Ohio State in the half and scored 42 unanswered in the second half. That's all correct. But I feel like they're just they're forgetting about that one part where, yeah, they did lose to Cincinnati. That's the equivalent to the Illinois game. But they lost the next week again, too, before they figured it out. Yeah. Wouldn't this be like the equivalent of losing to Michigan the next week? And, yes, I could see them running the table after losing this game. But that barely puts you in the Big Ten Championship game, and it certainly doesn't put you in a New Year's Six Bowl. So I feel like right. they're kind of like changing the narrative here on that 1999 comparison. I, they're solely using it because of the opponent coming up. Yeah, he controls the past, controls the future. Don't forget that. Okay. <laughs> Those who don't study, study history, history are doomed to repeat it, RJ. Um, if my war, aunt war had a. balls, she'd be my uncle. War is peace, RJ, and peace is war. If Nelson oh, had yeah. six more inches, he'd be tall. Ignorance Maybe is strength. <laughs> Anyway, but, go ahead. Sorry. I mean, yeah, you're just – I there. there's really nothing you can say about the <laughs> Illinois game. And the comparisons to the 93 team – Besides resign. And, yeah. <laughs> and, and, and the comparisons to the 93 team in their loss to Minnesota, the, the tie against Ohio State, the win against Michigan, uh, and then comparing it to a team that's 2-0 – you lose on the road at Cincinnati on one of the most controversial fumbles ever that probably would have been overturned had play a uh, replay been around at the time. Um, then you lose to a Michigan team. Then you come back and beat an Ohio State team. Um, they can do whatever they want. If And if you can't get up for an Ohio State game, you just – don't show up. Get on up. Um, you know, there there are different ways to get players up for a game. And you don't have to look back at and, and talk to the coaches who are on the team. Rudolph doesn't have to come up and be like, I've been through this. Jim Leonard doesn't have to come up and be like, I've been through this. You know, uh, people who were on those teams don't need to come back and say, this is what we did there. Um, I mean, Coach Alvarez was pretty good at motivating guys. Like, before a game against Ohio State, um, he went uh, absolutely off of his normal plan for a Friday. We do a walkthrough, however many plays it is for the offense and defense. When you're done, you go off the field. You know, he stood at the gate, told everybody to stay on the field, go to our benches, all that good stuff. I mean, and people are like, what is going on here? And then he starts talking about Ohio State and their rich history of football and names off all the iconic things like you find on campus and talks about uh, Archie Griffin, Woody Hayes, Script Ohio, the horseshoe, uh, the the bells they ring when they win and all that kind of stuff. Brutus? And then, no, he didn't get into that. <laughs> <laughs> and then he just goes off on a tirade, lists all this stuff and just F this, F this, F this, F goes down the list. Yeah. I'm fired up just thinking about it. man, Barry. The, the guys were ready to play right then and there, and it carried over. But, um, you know, there's different ways to go about it. And, yeah, you can look back and say this is what happened with these teams. But these aren't those teams. Uh, we'll say, are you going Mr. Two segment today? Yeah. All right, so we'll hang your uh, pick then over to the second segment. Uh, let's give uh, – so it'll be all negative. Let's give some love to another Badger program. And we kind of predicted that if it happened, A would go to B, and it did. It, the biggest move in – I think it's 16 years in the polls in college hockey and the second biggest ever for Hell Wisconsin. Yeah. After sweeping Duluth, they go from 17 to 6. Speaking of look-ahead games, we had, we had Strobel and Barry Richter in here, and I asked Strobel yeah, because this would certainly, RJ – 
fit the definition right. You start Big Ten play next week, big opponent on the road, Penn State, a 10th-ranked team in the country. Now, the difference here is Clarkson is ranked. I think they're like 15 or 16, but they're not obviously Duluth, and they're not Penn State, and they're not Wisconsin. Yeah, they're more Kelly. <laughs> Would you be at all worried about a, a letdown series or a look-ahead series this weekend with Clarkson coming in? I don't think so. Um, I think, you know, yeah, you got a ranked opponent coming in, and I, I listened uh, when uh, Barry and Coach Strobel were in here. Um, Those guys are cool. Yeah, and if I'm Strobel's, you want to talk about a look ahead game? I just put the tape on for Wisconsin, Illinois. I say, watch this. Don't <laughs> but, do what they did. And, and he even talked about it. Yeah, uh, we have a little bit of a revenge game here. They swept us at their place last year. And now we have the the chance to return the favor, and I mean, just hearing him talk, it, it's they'll they'll kind of go in with the same kind of game plan they had for Duluth because uh, Clarkson plays the same kind of offense, defensive kind of transition game in there where they want to be physical and things like that. And uh, last week, the Badgers proved they could win whatever way they want to kind of set the tempo. I mean, they went in and scored six and won six two against uh, Duluth, and then came back and won three one yeah, in a more defensive battle. game. You got that game? Yes. Yeah. Was... And I, just like Joe, just in in watching that game, I mean, just on the passing alone, this team is so much better than it was two years ago. You're watching a high caliber well, team the load right of now. The talent yeah. Is in, in instead of wherever we were near the end of Eves's tenure um i mean the passing alone just makes this team watchable and uh and seeing the game they're playing now it is so much better than anything i've seen on the ice in the past few seasons and that includes last season when you had a influx of talent but now you have that much more talent and uh you know what this team this weekend, uh, they they got something to prove against Clarkson, letting them know we're not that same team. You're going again, right? Last You're year. going Saturday. Yeah. You find someone to use your other ticket. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, is, is you fishing? No, he asked me yesterday. Uh, I, I I had to sadly decline. Uh, we got the party at Union Corners, yeah. baby. Are you going to make it down, RJ, beforehand? I'm going to try. By the way, we have Badger tickets to give away at that event, so yeah. come on down. Uh, real quick on Badger hockey, RJ. Final, and then we'll uh, we'll get your game pick coming up next segment. Five point seven five. Goals per game, number one in the nation. So good? it's not just hyperbole. Yeah. They literally <laughs> high score. Yeah, yeah they're they're good. the best offense in that, all of college hockey. That eleven hockey right uh, now. goal game really helps. Does that help? <laughs> it's not bad. Well, I mean, look what they scored: nine goals in two games against the two-time defending yep. national champ. I mean, and you still had three against uh, uh, Boston College, a top ten team. Uh, so I mean, it, yeah, it's it's looking like a team that has what it takes to break, break that playoff drought and uh, make it to the NCAA tournament this year. Hell yeah. I don't mind betting Notre Dame. I wouldn't go as far as a lock. But if Nelson's lock hits and Michigan loses its third game already and you still have Ohio State and Michigan State on the schedule, if this guy ends up going 7-5 and five or 8-4 and four when you were the overwhelming pick to win the Big Ten to start the year, then does it, I mean does that make it a tougher sell if Harbaugh ends up going eight and four and finishes like yeah, third in the Big Ten what, East? They'll behind closed doors let him leave, uh, not necessarily fire him. They'll be like, uh, hopefully you're finding another job, and you know what? If he does, they'll because I think that's another ridiculous buyout. So, well, that yeah, it's like fourteen. It's a yeah. ton of money. So they're they'll hint at. Or flat out tell them, find another job. But if you don't, you'll have to stay here. And I think their hands are tied with that. Uh, now, Michigan, they have deep pockets with boosters and things like that. So that could probably get paid off. But, um, yeah, you're not going to find somebody uh, who wants to step into that job. Um because much like the Nebraska fans, Michigan fans tend to not know when they're – even when their team was horrible, they didn't know it. They were like, we should be winning every game. Who, uh, Nebraska? Well, no. Oh, Michigan. Michigan. Yeah. And, like, Nebraska is like that right now, too. And they're like, uh, hello, Scott Frost. Okay. The guy has one – two winning seasons? Is it two? Scott I Frost? think just one. Yeah. 
I, no, it was one winning season and then in the undefeated. And, I think it's yeah, he's got two, two winning seasons. RJ, as he a head made coach. his own national championship rings when he never <laughs> won the national championship. I think That's the true. university did that. He didn't. He accepted them. I'm sure he's but, wearing it right now. Um, yeah, there's. It, it's just one of those. He's he's stuck there until he finds a job because I don't think Michigan is willing to make that payment. You think he goes back to the NFL? To, yeah. Yeah, with Brady. He he's not gonna he's they're not gonna admit happens, they made a mistake. Even they, though they they've they done did. that twice now <laughs> with Rich Rod and Brady Hoke. All right, one last Rich Big Rod. Ten question, and then I got a surprise for you, RJ, and then Ooh. I want to hear your pick. So good thing you hung around for a second yeah. segment. Minnesota's gonna beat Maryland this week, and there's no doubt in my mind. I'm not gonna waste time saying just upset alert from they're gonna win that game and get to to eight and oh. That's not the question. My question to you is, if they beat Penn State at home next week, which I think would be a big ass, but if somehow Minnesota is that good and they beat Penn State, we're screwed, aren't we? Yeah. Like, even if we win out, we're screwed. Like, we have to be in that boy. I mean, talk about what, strange bedfellows. I can't st- after Penn State. At Iowa, where there's a okay. chance. Yeah. At Northwestern, no chance. No. And then Wisconsin. Where, but that would require Wisconsin to be perfect mm-hmm. after next week. I mean, if we if we give them a loss tomorrow, then it would have you would have to have either a loss at Penn State or Iowa for that game to be relevant on November thirtieth. Like, I don't think they're going to beat Penn State, but I didn't think they'd be seven and zero. So, how and should we start beating? Be. Really, when do we start getting concerned about the Gophers? Is that we don't have a legitimate if path to win Penn the Big State. Ten West? If they beat Penn State, that's when you need to be legitimately concerned. Speaking of basketball. Alonzo Tucker, also one of my favorite badges of all time. Yeah. What in the hell? Why does the NCAA clear this dude for? Because uh, he's on D- the NCAA once again is on D bag of the week. Saw that they they're clearing a guy for what St. Mary's that was only he declared the transfer portal in May. Yep. In June he transferred. They cleared him right away. Why is Michael Potter got to sit out another semester, a year and a half? Well, as I saw somebody point out, and I'm forgetting who on Twitter. Uh, Charlie. No, there's Mountain still Crest Johnson. Seventy some odd. Waivers they got to go through before the basketball season starts. What are they doing? Yeah. They're, they're very busy, RJ. They, I mean, they got so much on their plate. So much. All those stylists they got to hire yep. and jets they got to fuel. I mean, jet, they're, they're like Ric Flair. Woo! I mean, they're jet, <laughs> jet except flying. he's cool and Mark Emmert's a d bag. Right, but they're both villains. Yeah. All right. So, what do you think he, of the Badger basketball season coming up? No AP top twenty-five votes for the first time in a decade. It, you, it's just now surprising on a national scale that. Uh, <laughs> Nobody believes in the Badgers, even though what I do. I mean, outside of injuries, they still have finished in the top five of the Big Ten, um, with you know whatever you want to call it in terms of talent, in terms of stars, in terms of offensive style of play. They like people just don't right. see why I have a question. Wisconsin Let's continues see. to be good. Nelson, chime in with RJ here. All right, RJ, I got a question for you. Nelson and I had a big debate, debate broke out after big the show debate. between myself, Ebo, and Heilprin. Nelson and I almost beat up Heilprin. Oh, wow. How many wins do you think this Badger team gets? Because me and Ebo are under the belief that they will win more than 23 like they did last year because I believe that the offense will be better without Ethan Happ in it. And I think Reavers is going to take that next step. Yeah, I, I'm with you there. I think. Because, I mean, there were spells last year when Ethan Happ was out. The team looked more cohesive. Probably because they were running more of the offense that, you know, had been historically Wisconsin's offense. Yeah. Um, and your big men now will be able, well, I mean, they have been, but your starting big men will now all be able to step outside and make threes. Uh, the guys who come in for those guys will be able to step out and make threes. You'll be able to create the mismatches. Kobe King will be able to play down low against some guy who's not used to it and be able to you know, show his athleticism like we saw him in high school do. Um, I, I just think overall, uh, offensively, this team will improve. I'm with you there. Um, and whether I, it's still a 20-win team, I think. Yeah, RJ, they're going to start 6-0 and playing Auburn in the finals of that tournament. And if they win that game, they're going to be ten and zero in my prediction going into Tennessee for a like at that point like a top ten showdown. Well, when that's they, what's going to happen. When do they play St. Mary's? Game one. They're going to beat St. Mary's. Okay, I mean that's. Then they got five straight home games, and then they play Richmond in they're the first round of the tournament. Mary's. Is that the one in South Dakota? Yep. They, yeah, they're, they're beating. They're beating them. They're right. beating St. Mary's. And that's that's uh, 
uh, Krabenhoff's area. So we'll, we'll see how that goes. All right. Minus 14 and a half, Ohio State. Who you taking? Good teams win. Great teams cover. The Badgers cover and lose 20 to 17 in a driving rainstorm. Are you voting? It will it's not piss. rain like all throughout the game, hey, but like we in patch, patches of rain. I'm not so. Hopefully, it is a lot of rain because I think that'll help out the Badgers. I love it. Thank you for two segments, and I hope you enjoyed your gift of Charlie. I did. Thank you. Oh, and uh, did you know there's a drink named Grasshopper? <laughs> Just found out. And that uh, Brad Davidson played quarterback. Brad Davidson did play quarterback. <laughs> if you can't get up for Ohio State, get out of here. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, no, I said you had to say that today. I did. So say it r- one more time. I already did. Do it again. If you can't get up for Ohio State, leave. Yeah. And if you get upset over a win, don't need you. See you later, 39%. And Jake Ferguson's Barry Alvarez's grandson. Saw that. Heard nice. that. Yeah, J.J. Watt was a walk-on. You know, Jim Leonard was a walk-on. Jim Leonard was a walk-on from Tiny Tony, Wisconsin. Yeah. How about that? <laughs> uh, love you, Arch. Thank you, buddy. 